What's going on, everybody? This is Noah Alvarez, and you are tuned to another episode of the My Mike and I podcast. Welcome, welcome, everybody, whether you're a day one listener or relatively new to the show. I thank you for tuning in to another episode, episode 106, matter of fact, of the My Mike and I podcast. Quick reminder, this podcast is available wherever you listen to podcasts, including YouTube. Uh, the visuals for now have been mostly do uh, have been mostly on Zoom, so that split screen look with me and the guests. I know, maybe not ideal, but in this time of quarantine, it's what we're gonna have to do with. I hope everyone is you know maintaining their sanity. I guess is the best way to put it during this quarantine. 2020 man has been a, off to a rocky, rocky year, no doubt. But I hope you guys are continuing to you know find hobbies, work on hobbies, maybe pick up a hobby or goal that you had dropped earlier and you know have all this time if you're not working and if you're not uh you know going to school or whatnot i know a lot of people have more time not everybody you know i just recently started working both jobs but whether you're working or not going to school or not unemployed or not just use this time wisely guys and and take some time for yourself most importantly i know sometimes i address hey you gotta you know you gotta work 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 and maybe that's the mindset i have and sometimes i overwork myself nonetheless but do find time to relax too you know go ahead and watch that show on netflix that you've been wanting to watch or that show on hulu or hbo or whatever you've been wanting to binge watch but just haven't made the time for you know go do that too that that could be good for you as well find some time to learn new skincare routines or hair products or whatever you want to try new recipes man i've been cooking up in the kitchen uh, before cor- or before my quarantine came to an end when i had a whole bunch of time now i'm a little bit more jam-packed monday through friday but still man use this time try something new and can keep stimulating the brain you guys are going to get through this i promise just you know best believe that and uh, like i always say man chase dreams not checks and work on something that you're passionate about and i think that'll pass the time a lot quicker than uh, if you're not now before we get into this week's show as we always do you know, having a great show like this one, man, it just it's not one person. I wish, as much as I wish it was just me doing everything behind the scenes, it's not. So shout out to my man, Generic Sports, for producing the instrumental playing in the background. Check out more of his work at soundcloud.com slash generic sports. Also check out his Bandcamp, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search up generic sports, no tricky spelling. Also, shout out to Vince Correa for designing the My Mike and I logo that you're seeing in your screen. We also have a couple designs coming out for apparel and clothing this uh, this year too. So be on the lookout for that. And he also helps out a ton with the graphics that go into the My Mike and I Instagram page. And if you're on that platform, the platform of Instagram, be sure to go give that page a follow. It's at my period Mike and period I. Honestly, I mean, I'm trying to make it one of the fun most well-rounded, uh, hilarious, you know, just good-natured podcast on Instagram. And, you know, it's relatively new. Started it earlier this year. We already did a giveaway, and we've climbed in followers, like, by, I think, twice the amount, honestly, from when I first started the account. So it's a lot of fun, and I have a lot of fun, too, doing the uh, cheesy synopsis video. So just be sure to go follow it again. One more time, it's at my period Mike and period I. And if you're on Twitter, at underscore Noah Alvarez is the place to be. Now on to this week's show. The guest for this week is an artist out of Santa Ana, California, known by the name of MCOS. And you can listen to MCOS on Spotify and Apple, and as well as the other major streaming platforms. Now, 
In this conversation, we talk about his journey through music, how he reinvests his savings into himself, as well as a little beef that he had with the Juice Unlocked page if you're on Instagram and familiar with the Juice Unlocked page of Orange County. We talk about the little, I want to say beef, but the little back and forth they have with those two pages. And yeah, a lot more too. His inspirations, what he's, what the goals he's working for. A very talented individual. But like I said, be sure to go check out his music on all streaming platforms. He has an album coming out later this year too that we talk about in this episode. So without further ado, Hope you enjoyed the conversation between M Coast and myself. All right, man. Well, big thanks for hopping on the show again. First question I wanted to ask you: How did you come up with the name M Coast? All right, so M Coast, man. Um, it wasn't like in 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 tenth grade. I was like in a classroom with, and I think it was Cam or something. And you know what? Like I was like, I was really getting into like rap and stuff and whatnot like Tribe Called Quest and all those like old old like groups, you know? And I don't know, uh, some girl, um, we, we was making fun of like like rapper names and whatnot. And at the time, Chief Keef was popping, you know? We was like, I don't the I don't know. I don't know, we just ended up talking about Chief Keef and, and fucking, she was like, she's, she's like, call yourself a Chief Queef or something. I was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, nah, and then, some dude, like, I think it was right across from me. He's like, why don't you just say M Coast? And I was like, oh, it's just, Loki, that sounds kind of smooth. But I don't know, like, M Coast. Like, and I wasn't really thinking of other names. So I was like, I'll probably just use that. And then I just ended up using that. And it just stuck around these four years. So I just started, like, making it my name, you know? There it was really go. basic. It wasn't really, like, like I, it was, like, a really thought process. But I guess, like, I mean, my M is, like, my name. And then Coast was, like, I live by the coast type shit, I guess. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. You said Tribe Called Quest. You got a favorite album from a tribe? Um, Mid- Midnight Marauders. Oh, okay. Uh, I went to class. Yeah. Went to car, able to get a milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one's a classic, man. So you, you said you got the name in 10th grade. Were you rapping before that, or is that kind of when you started making music? I started making music. Well, I used to I used to actually be more into, like, indie bands, like Tudor Cinema Club, um, Arctic Monkeys, I mean, Basic. Uh, like just like indie bands, you know, for some reason I transitioned into hip hop because I mean, I was still listening to Drake and like, and like J Cole and whatnot, but I don't know during that time, I like, it hit, like it hit, it hit, it hit like little meanings that I had that I was going through my life, like those, those type of artists. And so I was like, Oh shit. Like I relate to that. And then I just started getting deeper and deeper into like, like rap like that, you know, if anything, uh, Drake carried me this whole four years, bro, to be honest. Mm, okay. <laughs> yeah. I feel that. Yeah. So, so if you can take me back to the first song you ever recorded, was it like more of a rap song? Was it more like Drake's music, or was it kind of something uh, in between? Man, the first song that I ever recorded, I thought it was hot as shit, but like it wasn't. But it was um, it was called uh, "You're Too Stressed," and it was with me and my homie CZ. And if I could show you right now, it would be like a cringe video, like that. <laughs> it was it was really cringe, bro. But um, but hey, like. It was more like, let me see. That was, I guess, I guess I tried to like introduce it. I, I guess I was still trying to like touch, touch uh, base with like, what, what, I, what was I trying to do with music, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I put, implemented some of the singing and, and then rapping part. Like I, I kind of like, not copied, but like the style of like, like those rappers that I was listening to mm-hmm. into that. So, I mean, the rhyme schemes and everything like that into, into that first song. Yeah. I feel you. Hey, everybody got to start somewhere, though. If I showed you my first podcast or the first interview I ever did, 
it would be <laughs> cringe too, man. I would want to shut it off after like five minutes. Was it just awkward talking or what? Yeah, for the most part. I mean, it's hard to develop a flow, especially if you're not like comfortable with someone or if you're, you know, not used to talking into the microphone like this, you know. But I mean, I was always inspired by like Big Boy and, and other radio hosts like that Boy, when yeah. growing up. So I just try to like mimic them, listen to them more on YouTube and yeah, yeah. develop my own style from it, you know? If for sure if for sure it has helped my confidence, this music stuff, like hella, bro. Like I could I could say that when I was in high school, I was shy as fuck. I wouldn't talk to no girls. <laughs> I would like I'd be reserved, you know? Like I would still be doing my shit, but I'd be really reserved. But now I could just like if I see a cute girl, I'd be like, hey, what's up? How you doing? You know? Or like if I see an artist that I won't work with, I'll 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 just openly say, Let's work, you know? Yeah, I just be open and like about it, you know, like more open to like going on stage, more open to like doing a podcast, more open, you know, it's just it's mm-hmm. it's great to feel that way. Yeah, because I think in, in this industry, whether you're podcasting or making music, you have to be able to put yourself out there confidently, too, because I can relate. I was the same way growing up as a kid, shy. I think a lot of my shyness came from like my parents wanted me to be one thing and then I wanted to do yeah. something else. And so, like, yeah. you know, it's an internal conflict that you don't know how to voice out sometimes. Yeah, but definitely. Once I like got the ball rolling on this, you know, people yeah. are going to come. I mean, I was lucky that you DM me on Instagram, but people don't usually come to you as far as interview for interviews. Right. So you have oh, to yeah. kind of reach out to them. Uh, There's be time. I like, mean, that's that's just how it is. But like I told you, like and I feel like like I already I've, I've talked to some people in the industry and like what managers do for artists, they they, they, they reach out to people for artists mm-hmm. to get booked. It's not like the shows be running to them. I mean, obviously, if you get high views, then obviously shows are going to run to you. But when you're barely starting, your manager needs to do that for you. You feel me? But I don't got a manager. I'm my own manager. Right. And I'd be like, I'd be reaching out to a lot of people. And sometimes people think that's kind of like, like, not like uh, not, not cringe, but it's just like, well, what is this artist doing? Like reaching out to me? It's just like unprofessional, I guess. But like, it's just to me, it's more like, I'm doing it myself, you know, I ain't got a manager and like, I'm trying to make the connection. So mm-hmm. if you can accept that and we can like build off of that, you know? Yeah. And you're an independent artist too. And I mean, even before the internet, before Instagram, this has been possible. You could look at guys like E40 and, and 50 Cent, guys who were doing it in the streets, you know, selling stuff out their trunk or wherever they had to. I mean, this is all, this is what hip hop has been about or just music yeah. in general, right? All genres, not just limiting it to hip hop, but I feel like, you know, now with Instagram and different social media platforms definitely helps or aids the independent artists now more days than it did back then. Oh, of course. Yeah, for sure. Especially with like, just like, especially with like targeting on Instagram with the promotions that you can use, Facebook marketing and all that, bro, you can hit a lot of targets, like anywhere you want in any kind of sort of way. Mm-hmm. So it's just, I think it just, it's, it's, it's a little easier, but a little harder because it's also saturated with the, with that. So I don't know, but it, it makes it it makes it a little more possible you know i think mm-hmm. so for sure so after your first recorded song how did your music evolve to where you are now today so i mean after my first song um i could say i guess i fell in love with it so throughout the years i was just like putting more devotion into into making the song, the music that i want to make it was more at first it was more of like mimicking what i was listening because um uh you know like i like those rappers but then it later began to uh, be more of like what i felt and 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 building it off i could say that i think i started i started seriously doing my own like style or like my own kind of like flow i guess you could say during after senior year you know after i got out of high school but before that i would have a little studio in, in my in my in my high school 
that I built and everything. If I, I think it's in my Instagram, whatever. You could go see it. I don't know if you saw it. I'm like standing with the bread like that. Fucking. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, I, I can say that my music evolved after after high school, and it got a little bit more serious. And um, I don't know. I just started feeling my own flow. Like I started singing a little more. Not, I'm not a great singer, but I could I could hit, I could hit the, some notes that I need to do. Mm-hmm. And um and and uh and just doing successfully, you know, and I uh, put it out there and like have people listen to it, enjoy, it, you know. Mm-hmm. So you said there was a studio at your high school. What high school was that? And did you have like some sort of music club that you were a part of? Oh hell no! I had I established that shit, <laughs> bro. It was called it, it was called Samueli High School, mm-hmm. and um and there was no there was no music at the time. Like it's that 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 school is only um design, which uh, and engineer engineering um um career-wise like that's the only two options that they really like uh, specify on so they don't really have other like they don't really focus on anything else and they didn't they didn't have a music club or anything so i what i did i was like i created a club in, in the second floor in, Miss, in mr fish's uh, classroom um well it room because he was like the it guy in the high school and we just did it in the back of his room and we put the little elmer elmer's cardboard with the foam mm-hmm. and like a mac next to it and some cheap ass speakers and whatnot and like some was <laughs> a usb mic too mm-hmm. and and then we just i just started doing it there alone and then my homie george came in with me and then my homie cz um which is carlos um we we started just like messing around with music there and then we just ended up calling it the fish tank because it's like the mr mr fishes um hey okay the fish tank and, and stuff it was it was cool bro and then and then right there i also found taz my homie um ctb flaco which i have on 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 racks on me on spotify and he's on the song um we we just started building i just started building our relationships through there and the, it just ended up being like a like a nice environment but after a while i guess like the principal noticed that we were in there too much he started locking up the doors and stuff Damn. i know i know we just, like because it was the it room we couldn't be in there alone mm-hmm. so like whenever we had a free time we didn't because they would lock up the door and we couldn't be in there so there was a period of time where we were like i was really mad bro and i i i, I like i was almost telling the principal off bro like I want to be in there. I'm not going to do anything bad. It's like, nah, yeah. nah. And I, and I wasn't a good kid in high school either, but that was the only time where I could be, like, calm and, like, in my zone, you feel me? So, like, I feel like if he would have understood that, I, things would have been easier for me, low-key. But, hey, I'm, I'm good right now, and that's all that matters, you know? Mm-hmm. So, after high school, what was, like, your recording setup, and was it, did you find it harder or easier to go out and record and write music? So, uh, in junior year... I found uh, there was like internship programs in my school that we needed to complete. I did not get one because I was responsible. I was like, I wasn't focused on that. But I ended up getting one last minute because, I mean, if I didn't, they were going to drop me from school. And so I got one at this studio called Triple Threat. And it was a it was a nonprofit for low-income people in Santa Ana to come and record at the studio. And it was an actual, like, a sick studio with, like, some sick-ass monitor. Everything's legit. You know, it was sponsored by Nike. Nike sponsors it. So, Damn, yeah, okay. they, they sponsor it. So I just come in, bro. There's a studio. They have workshops and stuff. And I was like, nah, I'm focused on the studio right here. This is a nice setup. I had never seen nothing like this before. So what I did was like ended up making relationships there too. Uh, I ended up I ended up just, just sticking to that studio and just like recording like songs after that, which are not released because they weren't serious. But after they left, Triple Threat left because I guess, like, the budget wasn't cut, cutting it for the rent there. And this guy called Alex O, he's, um, he's, my, he's like, 
some it's a sick ass dude, bro. He's the owner of the place, but they were playing his they were paying his rent so they can have the program there. But I guess they left, so he came back, and now he has he has his own his own his own space, and he 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 has a business. It's an audio and visual business, and they take videos and record artists and everything. So he ended up he ended up doing that, and and I'm still there, bro. Like I pay I I pay him like every two weeks for to be in the studio and whatnot to come and go. And it's a sick ass setup, and I'm comfortable there. And like, honestly, the upgrade was major, bro. Like, it wasn't even like, like I don't know, like step by step, it was major. I mean, eventually, I got my own stuff in my room, mm-hmm. my own little speakers, my own little processor right here. But that's just like on the quicks. Like, if I if I got an idea, I'll just spark it right there, you know. And right. then I'll, later on, I'll just end up going to the studio another time. Okay, right on, right on. So I guess. If I can't, if you can take me through your writing process, do you need to hear a beat first? Do you like to write lyrics first and then find the beat? But how does that process work for you when you're creating a song? Um, usually, man, I, I, I don't just write like that. Um, honestly, um, I really just have to sit down, first of all, and see what's happening around me and, and see what, what's, what's up. What am, I, what am I trying to say to people that can, they can relate to, you know? And because um, it's not only about me, it's about people around me, how they perceive that. Because if I do it good, they, they're going to want to listen to it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I do is just sit down and, yeah, I, I listen to a beat. I listen to beats, hella beats. I, I probably went through a bunch of beats already, bro, throughout my lifetime already. But I listen to the beat and I mostly like to pick out melodic stuff, like shit I can just vibe to, you know. And then so something banged on the door. <laughs> and and so from there i just build it off bro like i don't know like i also like to do spanish so i start doing some spanish verses i'll start doing some english verses like spitting out just some random rhymes i'll put it in a notebook and then i'll just rearrange them on how they make sense you know and like mm-hmm. that's that's pretty much it for me like it's it's easy for me that way i can't really freestyle that well but for, <laughs> but for sure i can i can i can write a story in, in an hour or two you know mm-hmm you mentioned that you do a little bit of Spanish and the English. And I remember listening to like one of your songs, like Donde Vas um, on Spotify. Uh, funny story too. When I was listening to that, my girl was in the room and she was like, man, this is a bop. Who sings this? And I was like, oh, this is like <laughs> the homie I'm about to interview like uh, in a couple of days. And she's like, oh, I thought this was like a radio joint. So, you know, shout out to you for that song. But thank you, man. How, how did you, I guess, <laughs> was that always the plan to do a little bit of Spanish and English or did you start doing that later? And what kind of inspired you to do both? So throughout this, I've been like, I've been like limited to to my own self because I was scared like little by little I mean just like I was scared first on on like being called an artist because I thought people at that time was like ah you're sound car rapper lol like type shit then I was scared to like be on the mic until I I confronted it I then I was scared to like be confronted by people listening to me like me doing like me doing a show then I confronted it you feel me Mm-hmm. And then it was Spanish, bro. Like one day, one day my, my homie was like, bro, why don't you just do Spanish? Like, I feel like you're trying hard to fit in with like a style that is not yours. Like, um, like that trap shit, like, mm-hmm. like future and all that stuff. Like, it's like, it, for me now, it just feels like I'm culture hopping. If I just start like doing like, you feel me? Like, it's yeah. like, it's just like, who am I at the end of the day? I'm a, I'm a Latino. Mm-hmm. from santa Ana, that likes um you know um certain kind of music and i mean i like i like some hood shit too sometimes but it's not that's not me you know that's, right that's not me so how am i gonna perceive the best of me so i don't know we just ended up doing a song that night and i was like bro you know what 
yeah, Spanish is a shit. So I'm, I'm going to start writing with this wave. And so I just started going off like, and some of the songs I'll just do like half English, half Spanish or all Spanish or like all English. Um, it just doesn't, so you can't tell, you know, you, you, you won't tell until you hear the song. Cause like, mm-hmm. it's just me on the vibe, you know, that night type mm-hmm. shit. So from now on, I don't care. I'll be rapping. I'll be, I'll be singing in Spanish or rapping in Spanish. Like, I don't care what you think. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I had, I had, I'm sorry. I had a lot of people step up to me already and they're like, bro, I don't speak Spanish, but this right here is about, I like it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it says, but I'm, I'm riding with it. Right. And that's what you need to do too, is like find your own lane. Cause obviously if you try and make something that you're not, it's going to be a little tough for you and it's going to sound kind of forced. Right. But I also think too, just like right now is like, I mean, more, t- more than ever, it's like a golden era for that Spanish and English crossover. Cause you have the people like bad bunny, Ozuna, Maluma, and other people <laughs> that are really J Balvin and to name a few that are just really kind of hitting, not so much the mainstream, but they're just like hitting like club culture and, like you said a lot of people because i grew up or i grew up in santa Ana, but moved to orange like uh, right before high school so it's like there's a lot of white people that don't know what they're saying but they vibe with the music and they'll play it at the clubs or play at the bars not everybody in there knows what bad bunny's saying in spanish but then they just really vibe with the music and they know he can drop some english words in there too and they'll be like oh okay that's hard and then you have like drake and you know he he makes a song with bad bunny justin bieber did something too like with kind of spanishy so yeah, I mean, like, go ahead. Oh, oh, I was just going to say, oh, no, like, no cap. Like, I feel like once, like, like, there's something buzzing in the Latino community or, like, the black community, for sure, like, I don't know if this is going to sound racist or anything, but, like, for sure, white people always going to hop on, bro. Yeah. For some reason, they, they love they love to, like, hop on the culture. And, and that's great. I think it's great, you know, because at the end of the day, we want everybody to enjoy it, you know? Mm-hmm. So going back to your, you know, your, you be, you being able to make music in Spanish. Did you, are your parents from Mexico or another Latin country? Yeah, my my mom and my my mom and my dad they're from Mexico. They're we're not we're not from anywhere else. Which they're not from anywhere else. They're from Mexico. Okay, cool. So I grew up here. Okay, so tell me just about some of the struggles <laughs> of you know having that language barrier, whether it's at school or with your friends or if there was any language barrier between your parents and just like you know living here in the united states honestly i did not have a language barrier with my parents i i'm really fluently in spanish and in english so i could understand anything in those two languages mm-hmm. um but for sure their struggles were real i didn't i i can't and never will understand it because i've never been through them but but for sure in the way that we under under don't understand each other is in the fact that i feel like following what you want to do instead of what you need to do because at the moment, I don't need to do certain things like they did be- before. And now I want to do other things because I have the opportunity. I'm privileged um, to be in this house. I'm privileged to be in America, you know. I'm privileged to do things. And I, I, I feel like I, I could take advantage of already having all those things and being something more than that, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, but for sure, that's been the kind of the struggle, trying to, like, overcome that. And, and slowly, they, they start to see it themselves, you know, um, that it's not really more of, like, what we need to do because I don't have to cross the border right now. I don't, I don't have to like do certain things to like, to gain uh, establishment here. I already have it, you know? Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's not my fault that I'm here, like, you know, but at the end of the day, I do want to be some, something, something more than, than, um, than what they gave me, you know? Cause Mm -hmm. that's where you start off anyways. Like you, you're given something and you're supposed to build off of that anyway. So, and, and, my mom slowly is like starting to appreciate what I do and, and she realizes everything, you know, 
mm-hmm. and she's helping me out financially. She'll she'll support my music career. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's tight. I feel like that's a a common theme though with like the kids of immigrants. Uh, immigrant parents because you know my parents come from a similar background my grandpa brought my mother and her entire family over at a very young age but yeah. i felt like for a long time my parents were like hey you got to go to college and you got to do this this and this and like i felt like even up until college i was kind of just going to school for them didn't really know what i wanted to do but i know i didn't want to kind of do the office job or get the because you know that as soon as i graduated college they're like oh you want to why don't you apply for the state or for the county or do something yeah. like that but I was never for that, right? But so I was trying to, I was trying to please them, but at the same time, trying to find my own lane and like my own lane is a little bit more creativity to what they're experiencing. But I feel like yeah. it's, a, it's a common thing with people in Santa Ana, just people all over California or people with immigrant parents, whether they're from Mexico or just different countries, is that you know they come to America and they think like, okay, getting going to college and getting that office job with you know good benefits. Is, is great because that's not something that they had in their opportunity in their country. But then, you know, sometimes that's not what their kids want. And so sometimes they try to portray their own dreams on their kids. And there could be a lot of, like a lot of, a lot of budding tension and clashing. Yeah. yeah. Tension and everything. Yeah. That's, that's for sure. I, I went to, honestly, I'm supposed to be on my junior year probably or late, like my last of sophomore year in college right now. Mm-hmm. But bro, when I was in college, I really tried so hard to be focused on school and music but and at the time I was dating a girl as well, so it was like a lot of stuff happening. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to be responsible for certain details in the relationship. I was supposed to be responsible for for schoolwork, which involved a lot of papers, a lot of like work, which is fine, you know. Like I don't condemn, I don't like, I don't say it's bad. And I was supposed to be responsible for also like doing the marketing and doing a lot of stuff for my music, which was I wasn't doing so great. And so I had to step back and realize, hey, what do I love the most, you know? What do I really appreciate the most? And what do I see myself doing in the next five years, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I love music, man. And so for a bit, I didn't tell my mom I, was going, I wasn't going to college, like, for a semester. I hit it. I was going to work. Mm-hmm. For, like, those, I was going to work and funding my music stuff. And, but later on, I just sat down. I was like, man, mom, like, I'm going to take a break from, like, from the college. This, pa- this past year, I told her that. I was like, I'm going to take a break. And, like, I want to really focus on this. And I, that's, where, that's where she kind of, like, understood and saw, like, the, the seriousness in my eyes about this music stuff like you know and um just doing this in general you know mm-hmm. and you mentioned the key where i think seriousness is important right because if you have a kid who's kind of like goofing off trying to do different things it may seem kind of like i could see i could see as a parent where you're a little worried or you're like hey just go to school and do this but yeah. if you're going like and like i see you on instagram you're going all out with the music going all out with everything platform trying to advertise make music and do all that stuff I think as a parent, if you see that, you're like, okay, I respect his hustle. He doesn't have to do what I necessarily want for him. He, need, you know, he needs to do what he wants. But as long as he goes all out with it, you know. I think that's what she sees right now. Like that's that's because I'm I'm out here, bro. I'm like I'm I'm out in the streets. Like she 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 run into me sometimes. Like I'll be posting posters and she'll I see her in the car and then she'll she'll just beep the horn. She'll like smile and like say what's up. Yeah. I'm just glad that she's not seeing me doing stupid shit. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm not even embarrassed about being out there and putting posters up like that because I'm just glad that I'm doing that instead of doing other stupid shit. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Um um, and I'm glad she don't have to see that that type of stupid shit. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And so like um, and she's slowly seeing that because people around her are like like, hey, he's not that bad. Like he's he's doing good. It's just it just takes time, you know. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's something. She, I understand. I don't think she fully understands that, but it takes time in this. And like, I'm not going to pop in a year probably or two or three or four, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's just like, it's just like, 
how hard do you work how hard do you work it, it, that's just going to represent how how where where you're established in that certain area of of what you want to be you know and that's just something i see right now and and i'm gonna work super hard so mm-hmm. i feel like that's reflecting right now where do you get your work ethic from bro honestly uh my whole high school career middle half of my middle school until up to now i did not have like my dad there to like teach me like certain work ethics or anything i was really confused during high school i was not serious enough i was like slacking but i had a realization um once my brother got shot um i was like damn like like what do i need to do to in order not to do that you know i don't want to get shot i don't want to i don't want to fall into like i'll call not to put my brother down it's just like just shit happens for a reason and i'm sure he has his realizations too but my realization was that and my realization was also like well, well, I don't want to go to college in, in in high school I was like I don't want to go to college and 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 I don't want to let my mom down or anything so I started reading books like I started reading books on on work ethics like I had them right here bro like this book right here captivate like like this whole book is about how to captivate attention bro how it, 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 it like fresh facial expressions to like to like motion expressions it's just like it, it just goes on and and fierce conversations bro like the, this book got me talking this book kind of like got me on my shelf my shelf for a bit it tells you how to start conversations how to how to keep them and how to end them basically mm-hmm. that's it um what I was like decisiveness bro i this bro this book yeah. <laughs> got me good bro after like this this whole um period of my life is like I I was really indecisive and I still kind of am but this every time I I'm I'm about to make an indecisive decision like I look back to this book and it's just like it keeps me grounded you know and I got more books like I I can keep I can keep going on right now like to tell you about like the things that I learned from every book but it'd be too much bro I'm serious Dang that's crazy man Shout, I I always tell cuz I work with kids too on the side and I always tell the kids man like you guys may hate it now like reading and doing your work but like reading is knowledge you know and the more you can read as an adult like it, it's it's powerful, you know, and it doesn't have to be what the school assigns you. You can go out and venture off and read your own books at your yeah, interested. bro. Like that, that's those are college classes, bro. Like, like that as those are college classes. They use the same words, the same vocabulary, the same kind of like, uh, you know, it's just the same, like the same level. Like you read it, it's just like it's a professor teaching you, bro. Like mm-hmm. it's the author teaching you, and it's literally like some serious ass, uh, um, knowledge right there. Like, who doesn't want to be decisive? Who doesn't want to have a conversation like? for endless uh, amount of like minutes and hours like who doesn't want to captivate people's minds you know it's just like basic shit like you know like it's like also another thing that that also inspired me was the the bible like um mm. not that not that i believe in religion it's just that it, it like certain things inspire me from it it's like a it's like a theme that i like a lot it it kind of like brings my eyes because i don't know the idea of satan and god and like angels and all that it just like i don't know it opens it it's kind of weird to be honest yeah. <laughs> Do you have a, a favorite verse or like cha- or chapter from the Bible? Right now, my favorite verse is Luke ten eighteen. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just means uh, and and he saw and he saw Lucifer fall from the sky. Um, I have it on my album. I think um what I what I mean by that is like I'm caught in the middle, like like in the middle where I see the devil like 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 coming, but I also see God. You know, like. Like I'm, I'm just in the middle and I don't know what to do. Like, I'm just in the, like, you know, I'm not really like there and I'm not really here. You know, it's just type of shit. Type of... 
So what kind of, I guess, because you, you just explained that to me, what kind of guides you to stay on the right path and move towards your God or towards the, the brighter path for yourself? So right now, how I, how I see things, I believe in myself. I believe I, I not that I'm a God or anything. I'm, I'm just, I'm just inside. Like when I look myself in the mirror, I have mistakes that I see, but at the end of the day, um, who do I believe in? It's myself, you know? Um, who's who's gonna do it? Who's gonna do it better than me? You feel me? Like at the end of the day, in my eyes, who's gonna do it better than me for me and the benefit of me is like me. I'm gonna do the, the what benefits me, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just believe in giving back and like being. I mean, just basic stuff, you know. Just like just being a nice person to everybody. Like um, don't hate on people for no reason. You know, the same things that the Bible says. It's just, it's just for me. It's just I I just keep it essential to me. You know, I'm not really giving it to somebody like making somebody responsible for that you know like i'm every every night i just tell myself what i did wrong and forgive myself for that like that's it like like not do it again tomorrow you feel me and it's just like that's how i keep my peace and lately i've been happy as fuck with that like i don't i don't need a, a i don't think i need a god or or anything else not to sound rude but i think that's just how i keep my peace of mind and take care of people around me nice man that's dope to hear so going back to the music I know you have an album coming out later this year. It's uh, I'm Not Crazy, You Are. If you can, just kind of give me an idea of what themes of music we should expect on that album. All right, so for that album, it's just um, it's just all this music that I compiled throughout August, November to right now. Um, and it's just a lot of music that I, what I've been through with my, with my ex, um, a, lot of, a lot of music I've been through with some, with some girls, uh it's a lot of girl problems in that album bro but it, i'm gonna i swear i'm gonna make them sing bro i'm gonna I'm try to make them like upbeat i have like spanish stuff like a lot of spanish stuff like honestly like 10 of the songs are in english and then 10 of the songs are in spanish so it's just it's just like how what side you want you can listen to whatever if you show me like it's just 20 songs for sure though on the album okay well how did you come up with the decision for 20 songs because i know at least in nowadays, a lot of people, a lot of artists tend to go for that seven, seven to 11 track album or track length for an album. So how did you decide on 20? No, no, yeah. you gotta understand this, bro. I'm serious about my work right now, bro. Like I look up to Drake. I look up to big artists that, that are there, that are, that are big in this game, bro. I'm trying to be big. I'm trying to deliver the most that I can every season. Mm-hmm. So this is my first serious season and I'm going to give you all 20 songs. And the next season, I'm going to give you a 20. The next season, I'm going to give you a 20. You feel me? It's just, it's just, I'm just, I'm here for y'all. If y'all want to listen, you know, that's just it. Okay. All right. So I see you really active on Instagram, promoting, you know, with the posters, doing everything you can video wise too, and providing content. I mean, well, I guess, did you see another artist that inspired you to do promote that much? Or how could, how did you get that idea to promote the ways you, you do? So, I mean, the, my manager mostly, um, IGMOB, bro. Shout out. He uh he's been on CB CBS and all that. Like he's worked with Canelo and um King Ray and um uh Rick the Flair or what's his name? I don't know. The the bunch of boxing dudes. He does shorts. He's his shorts been on fucking um on Creed, on on his on him, the the little gray ones that say Creed on it. That's yeah. his that's his work. How the way I met him is through my school and and he's just been helping me out since then. He's been making my, my shirts mostly. And right now the shirts that I'm making, he's going to make them. He's going to provide them for me too. And it's just, um, he's been, he's really good with social media too. Like he's told me, Hey, you have to post it every day at a certain time, every day at a certain time. 
and today I didn't post. Fuck, my bad. But he's he's he he always you gotta decide on the time. So like go over your analytics. Like it's really important that you go on your Instagram analytics if you have a business account. It's really really important because that's that's the amount of like this this time and this time is the amount of time you have to post something and have it like reach a lot of people. You know. It's just you gotta keep up with that, you know. And that's another thing that that I feel like like um like the the labels do for you. But it's just something that another thing that I have to do for myself, you know. And the videos that I make, I don't know. I just started. I never. I on my feed, I don't see anything like anybody be on the mic and like the lyrics come up on the on the screen like that. And I feel like that's just not only does it look um different, it 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 motivates people to read them, you know, and just be like, oh shit, this this is a sick ass vibe. It's a it's a it's it's a bop, you know. Type shit, you know, pretty much. There you go, man. I love seeing your shit, by the way. Like, I love seeing how much you work because that inspires me too, man. I got to make some posters and everything, man. Put them. Thank you, bro. (laughs) So I do want to ask you too because I saw a couple weeks ago, and if you don't want to get into it, that's fine. But I did see you and the Juice Unlocked page um, on Instagram. Kind of have like a little back and forth. I don't want to say beef, but just a little back and forth. Can you tell me your side (laughs) of the story and what happened there? This is what happened, bro. Um, honestly. On my latest post, which I've been active, I've been, I don't know if you see, I tag a lot of people, you know, I tag people that I want to get their attention from and, and people that are not just like people I want to work with and they can hop on my page and see my work, you know? Mm-hmm. So I tagged them on a couple posts. I, I tagged them on a couple posts. I didn't DM them or anything. I just tagged them. Um, later, I just got motivated and just like DM them. I was like, hey, my album about a job. How much like for promotion? Like, let's work on some videos or something. I don't know, like whatever we could chop up, but they didn't respond. And so, uh, oh, shit, I need a sneeze, bro. <laughs> there. Uh, so later on, I just ignored it. And I don't know. At, later, I had like a realization, like, do I, I don't know. Why, why did I do that? Like, do I, why did I really want to work with them? You know, like their page isn't what like, doesn't represent what I do, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, fuck it. Like, I don't care no more. Like, it's whatever. Um, then I saw like one, an artist called Specs. Like on, on, oh, yeah, on yeah. you know, you know, this mm-hmm. his his video on Juice Unlock has they were roasting him. They didn't even tag him. That's how you know they're just trying to diss him. Mm-hmm. Bro, honestly, I saw his work, bro. Specs can like out rep any fool out there in in the in that page, bro. Um, even me, probably like you know, like he could out rap me for sure. You know, like that's that's talent. That's Santa Ana right there. That's OC, bro. Like all that stuff that you see on Juice Unlock, that's culture hopping, bro. That's like, oh yeah, yeah. That's 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 just a bunch of like. Leave that in Atlanta, bro. Like that's their shit, you know. That's 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 LA shit. That's that's just culture hopping, bro. It's just like, like for me, I'm just trying. How do I represent OC the best? You feel mm-hmm. me? How how am I gonna bring back to OC? What's gonna be the best for OC? You know, mm-hmm. not 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 what's gonna be best for me type shit. You feel me? Yeah. Um, that's just the difference. That that the difference. How I think from the rest of the artists that just sets me apart. You know, and that's how I work. You know, so the reason why I commented down below the things that I had to say to Juice Unlocked was because it's just the truth and plain facts. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not a like if you're gonna be a, a a media outlet to represent all artists in OC, it's not even they they try to call me entitled. Like I feel like I deserve it. Mm-hmm. I don't deserve shit in this game, bro. You work for it every single step of the way, just like they work for their attention, and I, I respect that. But when you decide to like promote only like culture hoppers and only for like four people on your page, it's just like Either your label or your media outlet, you know. That's just mm-hmm. it, you know. Um, and they got, I guess they got offended and pressed. And but my comment, 
they deleted the comment and blocked me and the, well, they DM me and they, they're like, Hey, fuck the promotion. I was like, Hey, fuck you. And then I, I just told them like what I thought and they just blocked me, you know? Yeah. And so, and so like, I don't see world star blocking people that hate. I don't see world star block. And it's sad that somebody responds to criticism like that. Mm-hmm. Then to like positive vibes to like, let's work, let's progress and mm-hmm. OC, let's make the OC the best, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just sad that people think that way. You know, I will never come to you, bro. I will never come to you after you ask for help. And then if you criticize me, I will never come to you for that criticism, bro. Yeah. I will respond first to your positive vibes and trying to work than to respond to you to criticism. I'm not going to get nowhere with criticism, bro. I'm going to get somewhere with positive vibes and trying to build, you know? And that's yeah. just my side of the story. Yeah. I feel that, man. I, I've... I mean, I've been following them since like November, December. And at the beginning, I was kind of like, oh, this is pretty tight. But like you said, I feel like they're more of just like a, almost like a, a, a knockoff of World Star, but they, they try and create beef. You know what I mean? Because I have a homie named Wim, um, who I went to high school with, played football with. And I know like every time he posts something, and I, I forgot the, the dude's rap name, but I know his Instagram name is like Dom the Kid. I feel like they just try and instigate those two to always beef, right? They're always like dropping comments or making stories. And it's just like that. I feel like I understand what they're trying to do, but I don't think that's good for Orange County. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm mm. saying? It's like none hey, of these guys. Go ahead. And, and, and most, most artists on that page are pretty sick. Like, like I had, I had, um, what's his name? Um, Oxy. Oh, okay. I like his music, bro. But unfortunately he DM me talking about some, Hey, you better say sorry to juice and log. Mm. Um, you better say sorry to Juice Unlocked and um and um this and that. Like, send me a picture of like an ass. It's like talking about something. This is where you can stick your comments out. I was like, bro, like, and at the end he was like, oh, but good luck. Have 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 um have good fortune in your career and this and that. Like, yeah. sending positive vibes. I'm like, bro, don't don't. That's how you know a person is fake, bro. Mm-hmm. Like when when they talk shit, but then later on want to seem like a good guy. It's mm-hmm. just it doesn't work that way. Either you talk shit or you don't. You feel me? And it's just like. Yeah. But most, but I still fuck with his music. I don't give a fuck about that shit. I still fuck with, I still fuck with like Aijin. That's my homie, Murder right there. Um, I still fuck with um, Kazo and like most of the people on 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 Juice Unlocked. I like their music. Not gonna lie, mm-hmm. I like the music, even if they're fucking mad at me or. or <laughs> I, I'm sure they don't give a fuck, but I'm I'm still I'm still fucking with the music, you know. Yeah, no, no, I I think I guess to put it in better words, I think they have an agenda of like the different artists that they're trying to promote. Whether it's Dom the Kid, Oxy, um, Germ Lean, I know he's on there a lot, Ado. Um, you know, there's a few people where I feel like they're targeting those like eight to nine artists, but they're not really diving deep into different artists in Orange County because there's a lot of talented people. And I feel like they're not doing the best job to create a platform for all of them. They just want to create the platform for those particular four hard, then maybe like 10 or six other artists to make it 10 total. But they're not really doing a whole lot. Like even when they had the, um, the Juice Unlocked uh, festival. I thought it was a good idea, but there's no reason why they couldn't put a few more artists too, like, and make it a bigger event. So uh, I, I don't know. Like, it's I, I'm still gonna follow them. I'm still like on the fence That's, about yeah. them, but I, it, it just it was kind of weird to see all that. Just kind of as I've been following. Again, bro. The way the way that I see it is like I still feel like I'm not. I'm never gonna be pressed about hating on somebody hating on me because I feel like I'm one of the few artists in this city that go out there and work for the music, not only in the studio, but also out there, like, like promoting it, putting posters up, uh, passing around business cards, passing around, like, like, CDs and shit. Like, I'm the, 
I got a website, my homepage, not only Instagram, bro. Like mm-hmm. I'm a, I can control that. I can put whoever I want there. I could put, I can sell whatever I want there. You know, mm-hmm. it's all about, um, ownership. It's all about ownership. You really want to win. You, you got to have ownership masters. You got to have your own website. You got to have your own shit, bro. Like, you know, I'm just, I feel like I'm doing something more and something different than most of these artists here. Uh, other than my music for sure. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I feel like, but I feel like if, if, um, I mean, I just feel like I'm on a good track. I don't, I don't care who, who thinks they're above or call me broke, bro. I probably have more money than them. Like, on, <laughs> on the real, I'm not gonna lie. I live in my mom's crib, bro. Not no cat. But I'm yeah. just saving up. I got, I got racks on me, bro. Like, yeah. if anything, those racks are gonna be invested in posters. If anything, I could buy a poster. I could buy a billboard. Uh, the one on, on the one in Toto, hey. in the guy Ojito one. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Right I'm, by modern day. I'm looking into that right now. We we we're we're on the process with my manager to like see what's up with that. Like we could do that. I could yeah. do that. I could do that. That's, can, that's... can go and ask somebody on Juice Unlocked. Can they do that? No, fuck no. Can they do that? They haven't I done can it do yet. That. That's what I'm saying, bro. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go buy a Gucci, Ferragamo, Gucci belt if I don't got what I don't what I what if I don't got like what I want yet. You know, like mm-hmm. what I really want, I don't got it right now. Like that, so until I get that, that's when I deserve my Gucci belt. That's when I deserve my 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 Ferragamo, everything, my <laughs> yeah. fucking, you know, it's just it's just prizes. That's my trophies. Those are trophies. That's it. I don't deserve a trophy right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you gotta you gotta invest in yourself at this point too. Um, I mean, I think a lot of times people try and like fake it till you make it, and I, I think fake it till you make it is a good saying in like some instances, like maybe school sometimes if you're not really feeling like an essay you want to do or whatever. But I feel like, especially in like in music or in podcasting or just any kind of like media creator type industry that you're in, you can't fake it till you make it, man. You can't buy the, the nice belts and the watches and the shoes before you're on that level because then you're just going to put yourself behind the eight ball. When like you are, I see you working, it's good to invest that money in, in and like whether it's new equipment, like microphone, posters, t-shirts, you know, promotion on Instagram, it doesn't matter. Like that's all going to help you in the future. Versus just something to kind of like, hey, I got this on like when I go to the club or I got this on for a music video, but I don't really live this life, you know? At the end of the day, bro, like I, I, this is where, this is how you be at peace when you're doing music. Don't lie. That's, that's the only way you'll live in peace. Don't Mm -hmm. lie. If you lie, your life will be a lie. You'll be, you'll never be in peace because you're always trying to show something to people that you're fucking not, bro. I feel comfortable to set me up to you in real life. Because I know I got a Honda Fit. I know I don't got designer clothes. And I don't, I know, I know as well, I don't got the money to be spending on like, on that. I have the money to be spending on my shit. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't got a front to these bitches. Oh, my bad. Woman. <laughs> to these women. I don't care about fronting the women, bro. If they're going to want me, trust. They're going to want me. That's mm-hmm. it. Like, that's it. Like, you know, first of all, I work, I work like this because I know whoever fucks with me is going to fuck with me heavy. And that's the people that I'm going to carry with me once I'm on. Once mm-hmm. I have all the shit I do got, you know? Because trust, I'm going to get it, bro. That's just facts. It's just, it's just, it's just reality, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel that, man. So going back to 2020 and your music, outside of your album, what are some other plans you have this year for, the, uh, for 2020? So coronavirus came unexpectedly, bro. Like out of nowhere, bro. Yeah. And I already had this planned out. But, so, but I love challenges, bro. Trust. So it's, that, that don't phase me, bro. Um, uh, I, I think one of the things this year now planned, um, that I, that I decided after the Corona shit is, um, it's more of like, 
see like like posture wise like i know people are starting to get out right now and it's i don't know why but <laughs> i'm i'm just going out there putting posters coming back home that ass because yeah. i'm i'm not about to go like step with people in right now but i think that's that's one thing that i have planned another thing that i have planned is um release five music videos from my album mm. this year so um, a lot of people are online for sure uh Another goal of mine is to contact um, uh, other media outlets, probably even Complex or like, even Worldstar, maybe. I don't know. Try yeah. to work out a price for a post, bro, like, and maybe even get posted there. I think that's one of my goals this year. Um, for sure, though, one of my goals by the end of this year is is reach, reach for sure, like, like, a thousand streams on my Spotify, for sure. Like, mm. if I can get that by then, like, I know it seems like a little. I should be mm-hmm. aiming for more. But in reality, like, just how this music shit goes like you need there's not much of attention i can get now from shows and whatnot but if i can get a thousand that thousand like plays from my spotify that'd be sick because like streams is important bro like that's one of the ways that you can that an artist can get money that's and i know soundcloud soundcloud is cool now because you get instant like access to posting music but spotify is where it is bro like streaming mm-hmm. streaming streaming platforms that's where it is bro like you get the money there mm-hmm yeah and you gotta you gotta start with micro goals too i mean it doesn't matter how small you set them whether it's a thousand two thousand five hundred i mean you you just gotta take baby steps you can't compare yourself your your chapter one or two to someone else's chapter five or six you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so it's good it's good to start small because then it feels better when you accomplish those goals and it's just like okay now i can go to two thousand or now i can go to three thousand that kind of thing yeah all right well before we wrap things up on this show. I do like to ask a couple, a couple of fun hit, quick hitter questions at the end, just to help the, the audience get to know you a little bit more. If you could have any toppings on a pizza, what would they be? I would do. I, I don't know if you ever tasted a pizza press. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Oh my God. I feel Fire. like I packed that thing on. So, uh, <laughs> um, uh, these toppings, this is the hot, the toppings I always put on my pizza. I always put the red sauce, then I basic, and then you put the cheese. And after you put spinach and I put all the meats except ham. I don't, I don't know. I don't like ham. Like the square cubes just gives me a vibe, like bad vibes. I like jalapenos, uh, green and red bell peppers. Uh, sometimes I'll put like, like, um, uh, what is it called? I forgot what the name was, but never pineapple for sure. Never. <laughs> no pineapple, no pizza, bro. I fuck with that. And then um, what else? Oh, corn. I like corn. I don't know. For some mm. reason, corn. It doesn't do anything, but for some reason I like it. <laughs> and then I'll put like the the parmesan parmesan cheese on top, and then put it in the oven. Dang. Okay. So you got yeah. you got a whole hefty pizza, man. That's like the slices are coming off. Yeah. Yeah. It's that. like. It's yeah. Looking like sliding off. Shit. That's how you gotta eat pizza, though. That's what I tell people. For sure. If you could have any kind of exotic pet, what would it be? Bro, I really want a spider monkey. Mm. Like, like you know, I don't know if you've ever seen Sway Lee with a monkey. <clears throat> but uh but, well he used to i think he used to have a monkey and it's it's just those little monkeys you know that 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 are, like have long arms and like they be climbing everywhere and i think crazy like a little kid yeah I want, I want one of those for sure i'm gonna get one of those okay if you could talk to any person or multiple people in history dead or alive who would you want to talk to i would i would definitely want to talk to um see dead or alive I, oh you said alive yeah it could be alive I, I, too I think I would definitely want to talk to Drake for sure. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's on my goal. That's on my, that's on my list. I'm, I'm manifesting that right now. One day I'm going to talk to him um, as an artist, you know? Yeah. Uh, I really want to talk to him about like how he did it, bro. Like how did he like go from middle class? Like, I feel like I can relate to him because 
he he really didn't either he didn't really come from the bottom bottom either you know he mm-hmm. he did just start from like the middle class and living with his mama and like not having a father either and like his his story like kind of relates to mine and that's just an artist like like as an artist like he is he relates to me you know and yeah. like I really want to talk to him and have a conversation about like how he just like how does he do it for ten years how do, how do you keep doing it for more than ten years like he's because he can still keep doing it bro like yeah. I trust that he can. And it's just like, how do you do it? It's as simple as that. Like, I want to talk to him. Conversation, knowledge, you know? Okay. Uh, because you like Drake so much, what's your top Drake album and top Drake song? All right. My top Drake album. Let me see. Um, shit. They're all fucking fire, bro. <laughs> Views from the six, though. That's for sure. I, that I was going through some, through some shit throughout that time. Let me okay. see. Um, let me see what's going on. I I always I got girl drama bro all the time like, but I keep that low key though because you know <laughs> I don't want to look like a simp either. Yeah. But I think one of my favorite songs from him are is um, feel no ways, feel no ways, you know, homie, feel no ways, you know, yeah, I okay, know. that's my feel no ways, that's my favorite song. Okay, all right, sounds good. I be you, oh no, go ahead. I be driving on on the in the car like late at night, you just like see the city lights and like. You feel like in a music video type of shit, you feel me? <laughs> it's just, I don't know. Some I feel shit that. I, some shit I do all the time. Okay. So if you were deserted on an island, tropical island, what are three things that you would need to bring to pass the time? Mm, my studio. Okay. Hello, mini studio. Uh, my journal, for sure. There you go. My my writing prompt journal. Uh, And then... A girl. Okay. All right. There you go. <laughs> if you could go back in history or into the future to visit any time period, where would you want to go? Damn. That's a hard one. Uh, damn. I'd be, I'd be really interested in going back to like the, the time where it was like Mexican revolution, like Emiliano Zapata and like, okay. and like going down there and like seeing like how like our roots probably fought for like for their freedom and like, mm-hmm. Just like these rebels, bro. They're just, they're just everywhere in Mexico. They're just like causing commotion and fuck the government, you know? Yeah. Like, you know? It was fuck colonization. Like, it wasn't even like a government. It was like people from France, right? And people from. Yeah, just gentrification and all yeah. that. Yeah, wow. I don't. That's what's. Look, hey, that's what's happening here in Fourth Street, bro. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in Santa Ana, all these, all these people from Irvine or like yeah. from like, like another, another city like, that have like a. I guess you could say like a high, like a like more of a higher class coming to those restaurants. Mm-hmm. They're coming to Santa Ana now, which is good, I guess, to clean clean up the city, I guess. But like, I feel like we need to implement more of our culture there. You, it's not it's not about the playground restaurants. Right. It's not about these little like. It's not about that, bro. It's about the culture here. One of my plans when I become famous and like have my own money and shit, like create a nonprofit called um Latinos Unidos or, or something like that. I'm still working on the name, mm-hmm. and. Have immigrants, bro, work in businesses that that I'll, I'll I don't know. I'm still working on the idea. Probably fund like some businesses and like pay them, bro, cash, bro. Because some of these are Latin, like immigrants. They be working in fields, bro, for yeah, for the whole day, bro. Yeah, and I feel like it's better for them to get to get paid doing something that other people that get paid through through their SS, SSN here, they mm-hmm. can get paid in cash, you know, like in businesses and shit instead of working at a field, you know, like yeah for cents sometimes bro like probably yeah. even th- i think the i think it's better now because of the, the union but but 
for sure, for sure, my my goal is to help other people in Santa Ana, like immigrants and shit. Yeah, no, that's hot. That's tight, man. I know back when my grandpa used to do it, work in the fields in Central California, he would do it for cents and stuff like that. And yeah, see, they got they got treated really poorly before Cesar Chavez came around, and even then, it was only like a select few that kind of benefited from uh, Cesar Chavez's program and everything. But I, I just, yeah, I really fuck with that idea. Just not even so much to, just to introduce them to different ideas of ways to make money. It yeah. doesn't have to be the landscaping. It doesn't have, Don't to, have be to be that. these hard backbreaking labor jobs. Cause I, I feel like, you know, at the end of the day, like it's, it's sometimes those jobs pay well. And sometimes you get like good connections and sometimes you meet people that help out your kids. But I, I feel like sometimes they, like everyone's capable. Like I know a lot of dumb people who do make a lot of money doing different things. So if you just introduce, you put that work ethic that they have in the fields into something more profitable man like the opportunities are endless so just have, introducing them to new ideas have just introducing the real estate workshops bro yeah. Introdu- introducing to like entrepreneur workshops you know like like different stuff if there's an ideal is that people that that come from mexico to here they can learn and pick up bro you have years to i know immigrants stay here for years bro they have years to learn bro you feel me mm-hmm. and, and they should pick up other i think other work ethics that would like in the long run help them very much you know and mm-hmm. i feel like like uh just like businesses don't have that best interest for them, which is like, they just need the workforce. That's oh, it. yeah. And um, what I, I was going to say something, bro. It's crazy though. That, yeah. I just, I just want to stop that. That it's crazy. Cause still nowadays I used to work landscaping with my pops and shit. I would hear white people like be like, Oh, just like call up a Mexican to do the lawn and shit. You feel yeah. me? Like it just feels degrading and it just feels like that's the only thing we can do for real. No, 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 no. Yeah. Not my yeah. people. Yeah, exactly. Possibilities are endless, man. Don't limit yourself. Yeah. I fuck with that idea. All right. Last question. If you could give any advice to your younger self, what would it be? Damn. If I, if I could go back in time and, and, and tell myself, tell my, tell my junior self to like focus, keep focusing and then like invest my Starbucks money and, and, um, and, um, and just the music equipment and be serious, like be serious since junior year. I think I could have been somewhere by now. Like for sure. Like, doing some big time big work and stuff because i had gained like five thousand and six thousand followers on my last account but I, something happened with it i left it and now i have i have my normal account again like well i have this account now mm-hmm. but for sure if i could if i was stuck with it like seriously no distractions no women no no like family issues you know ignore that just keep focusing i could have done something but i would tell myself hey look you know what this is gonna go come and go but the music stuff is going to stay. So you should take every problem that comes your way as an advantage to write a song, you know, mm-hmm. and just like keep reading books, um, invest in your stocks, keep putting money into that. And just like, cause in, cause right now you don't have responsibilities and later on you will, and you're going to need that money. You're going to need the type of knowledge from books that you're going to read. You know, that's, 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 that's what I would tell myself. Damn. All right, man. Well, I really appreciate you coming on the show. If I could dap you up, I would. But uh, man, I really appreciate you again. Really quickly, too, before you go, can you plug your Instagram and also where the people can find your music? All right. So you can find my music on on, on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, literally any any platform that you can find or you have access to. TikTok, if you want to make a TikTok to my song, go ahead. <laughs> you know, um, and um, but on my Instagram is um, at official M coach. And right there, on my link in my bio, you're going to run into a, a link <laughs> and it's going to have all my, all my platforms lined up, music videos, my Patreon account. If you want to be a patron on uh, my website, which is the first one there, if you want to go check it out, that's all my work. 
people I worked with and my shop is there for my for my clothing and also my featured music there too. Like it's the the website's kind of interactive, you know. So just go just go check it out, and uh, I I recommend that y'all should, you know. And um, y'all like it, y'all gonna like it. All right, dope man. Best of luck in the year 2020 and going forward. Really looking forward to your album coming out, and just big thanks again for hopping on the show. Thank you, man. I appreciate it, bro, for accepting me. Boom, Noah Alvarez here to wrap things up on episode 106 of this show. Thanks again, everybody, for tuning in. If you really like this show and you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave a rating and review. I'd greatly appreciate it. Also, if you're listening on Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, just be sure to hit that follow button. If you can, hit the like button. And then just you know shoot that link over to someone that you know that may like this podcast. I'd greatly appreciate any support I can get with the podcast. If you're on Instagram, follow the page on follow the podcast page, is what I meant. At my period Mike and period I. Also follow me on Twitter at underscore Noah Alvarez. As I have been the last few episodes, I'm an ambassador for Phoenix Fit. That's FNXFIT.com. And use promo code my Mike and I with the letter N. So my Mike, the letter N, I for 15% off on all their products. They have a lot of dope supplements from pre-workouts, post-workouts, BCAAs, and much more. And the best thing about this website or this particular supplement brand, they also have fitness gear too. Should throw that in there. The best thing about this brand is that with every purchase you make, they donate a gallon of water to people in need across the globe. So you're not only getting great products and for fitness, but you're also donating to a very good cause as well. So be sure to go check them out. Phoenix Fit, FNXFIT.com. And use promo code MyMikeAndI with the letter N for 15% off on all purchases. Also, be sure to go check out more of me on the Rocks in the Outfield podcast. It's hosted by Max and Carl Cervantes. I'm two good friends of mine, and I'm the producer of that podcast. So you can catch me on that weekly. Also, check me out on my newest episode or my newest podcast show. Sorry. Cut that shit out featuring myself, Mac, and Ben, two very good friends of mine. And we just started this podcast two episodes in. We're probably going to go from once a month to once every other week now that uh, a few of us have our schedules cleared up with school, um, come, the school semester coming to an end uh, soon this summer. So big things in store for that podcast. Again, cut that shit out and rocks in the outfield if you're looking for to hear more of me on podcast. And if you're looking to catch more of my writing, LockerRoomSportsCA.com. Again, LockerRoomSportsCA.com. I have uh, a few individuals that have been on the podcast actually from, you know, Dominic to actually Max and Carl, who are a part of the Rocks and Outfield podcast. We all came together writing some great sports stuff along with some pop culture stuff, maybe some lifestyle and travel stuff on the blog in the near future too. So just be sure to go check it out. LockerRoomSportsCA.com. I'd appreciate the support, guys. Like I always say at the end of each show, make sure you chase dreams, not checks, and do something that you're passionate about, man. Use this time of quarantine wisely. Relax if you need to. Work a little bit on a side hustle if you need to. Play and spend more time with your kids if you need to. Learn a new craft. Learn some new recipes if you need to. Do whatever you need to or do whatever you've ever been wanting to. Do whatever, what, do whatever your heart desires uh, during this quarantine because I don't think we're going to ever get this much time, free time, in our lives again. That being said, I'm Noah Alvarez, the host of the My Mike and I podcast, signing off. Till next time.